Guys, welcome, OMG, for all my ESL learners out there, for everyone who's watching me and will watch me on YouTube. Guys, it's no more using this little thing to help you guys and to have you guys watch my videos, uh, you know, with that black line going down my screen anymore. I understand because of a very negative event, which is taking place around the world right now in regards to COVID-19. If it wasn't for COVID-19, I would have never developed this ability or even the curiosity of using Zoom. This is Zoom that you're actually watching this on in a way that you guys can actually see me navigate myself through the Microsoft Word document. You guys can follow me too with the PDF and, you know, with the blog. So here we are. For those of you who aren't listening, are you just listening to me? Big shout out to you guys who have stuck around. Uh, my ESL podcast plays have gone down significantly. So I'm not very happy about that. But nonetheless, that's why I am going to video now. So here I am giving you guys a video. And this is the video, the follow-up of what I have done before. Now remember, when it comes to reading, this is TOEFL ITP, not IBT. IBT will be coming very, very soon. As a matter of fact, probably for the next six to seven days, you are going to have different test preparation courses before I get back into the ordinary lessons. I was going to go on a one-week hiatus because the numbers had dropped significantly, and I'm like, oh, man, I think all my people are sick. But now I'm like, ah, you know what, Arsenio, that doesn't matter. You have your vision and you have your why behind doing it. So here I am today. Just want to say thank you to all of you watching to me on, of course, YouTube and for my beautiful ESLers out there. Thanks for listening in. Make sure you check out the blog. So in the previous video, in the previous podcast of what you guys just heard just yesterday, and for guys, for you who have already watched my video, here we go. We're going to be breaking these down. So I am able to scroll. You are able to see everything right now. And me and I, we're going to be discussing these things. So remember, I told you guys that the number one, yes, the number one that I'm highlighting right here on the screen, it's too difficult. It's too difficult. You won't understand it. Okay. Now, remember, I told you the number 12, if we go down even further, where in in the passage, does the author begin to discuss in detail the advantages? Aha! The advantages, okay? Or is it the disadvantages? Is it the advantages or the disadvantages? Who knows? Who knows? But anyways, I'll probably give that one to you guys to discuss. But nonetheless, guys, what I really want to do here is focus on not the vocabulary words, okay? So I'll hurry up and outline these ones for you because vocabulary, you have to understand what the vocabulary uh, uh, is in general. So without looking at Google, without looking at anything like that online, I want you guys to just do this on your own. There are four vocabulary questions. I'll repeat them out loud for my folks who are listening to me on my ESL. I keep biting my cheek. Sorry, everyone. Calm down, Arsenio. Excel. We're all right. So with number nine, follow suit. Suit as in S-U-I-T. Okay. It's a verb. Number eight, conferred. Now, no, it does not mean what you guys think it means. This is why I want to give this to you in addition. Now, for those of you on YouTube, you could comment. For those of you, of course, on 
my ESL podcast, hey, perhaps you might want to go uh, go on my Instagram stories or I'll probably post some videos on there because it's going to be very easy for me to break down these little segments, okay? Here we go. And number four is abounded. That's the vocabulary question. There's a specific line, very easy to navigate and find it. And then number two, strikingly. That is in line two. So with the number two, the number four, the number eight, and then the number nine, you guys can answer on YouTube in the comment section. For those of you on my ESL podcast, I hope you guys are following me over there already on Instagram. If you're not, shame on you because you need to follow me on there. Calm down, Arsenio. It's going to be all right. So in saying that, here we go. Number one, too difficult. So what we have here, common assumption, okay? That's the, that's, these are the key words, okay? You don't have to read the whole thing. Common assumption, forest of North America, because this is number three, this should start off in paragraph number two. Colonial period, okay? Now, just highlighted it. No, you're not going to do this during the test. You're going to hurry up and go and find it. But I'm just highlighting it for you. Number five, it says, according to the passage, by the end of the colonial period, okay, price of wood, that's very easy because what you're looking for, the ultimate vocabulary word there is price of wood and then followed by eastern cities. Easy, easy, easy. So, and then number six, what can be inferred about Britain? during the period, okay, written about in the passage. More expensive, generally built, typically smaller, usually built. Gunpowder, I'll go over that one. And then of course, number 10, we know where that is. All we have to do is look for Coke, smelting, and Vantageous, okay? That's your number 10. And you're looking for the first mention of that, which makes it very, very easy for you to navigate. All right, and then of course, cling to is the number 11. I'm just gonna highlight that. That will be your fifth vocabulary, okay? So you guys could check that out. Now, with that being said, make sure you have you tune into the blog, okay? And you actually go over it or you're probably gonna read it as I go up to these specific questions. So we will start off with number three first. Which of the following common assumption forced North America colonial period? A contained only a few types of trees, B, existed only along the Atlantic seaboard, C, they had little or no economic value, and D, they covered the entire continent. So if we go up, it says right here in the first sentence of the second paragraph, your answer. It says the first colonists did not, as many people imagine, find an entire continent covered by a climax of forest. An assumption is a preconceived belief of something. As many people have mentioned, find an entire continent covered by a climax of forest. So the assumption was, hey, well, let's look back at this question. Common assumption, forest of North America, colonial period, okay? They thought that there would be, again, if I go back up, did not, as many people imagine, find an entire continent covered by Climax Force. So they believed that they were gonna find just that. So it says, 
A, which of the following is a common assumption about the forests of North America during the colonial period? A, they contain only a few types of trees. Does it talk about types of trees? No. B, existed only along the Atlantic seaboard. Now, in the following sentence, it says, even along the Atlantic seaboard, the forest was broken at many points. That is completely irrelevant. So B, no. C, they had little or no economic value. Does it say anything about economic value within that sentence? No, they covered the entire continent. Why? Because, well, they thought that they would find an entire continent covered by a climax of forest. So D would be your answer for number three. Now, if we look at strikingly in line two, I'll just say this out loud for you guys. Line two is right here and I will, well, I guess not. Oh, is, is this it line two or line one? Oh, oh yeah, because I retyped it. So it's actually in line one. So be careful people. So, but I will highlight it on my video for you guys. So it says, the technology of the North American colonies did not differ strikingly from that of Europe. Did not differ strikingly from that of Europe. There's a comparison happening, right? Now, strikingly, perhaps a noticeable difference. I'll leave it at that. You guys can check that one out. Now, going into number four, the use of the word abounded. Well, what we have to do, we have to go check out what abounded is. Now, where does it say? Mm -hmm. It says abundant. Mm -hmm. Abounded. Where are you? I had to retype you. So now I'm searching for you. I found you. You are in line six. So abounded. It says, nevertheless, all sorts of fine trees abounded. And through the early colonial period, those who pushed westward encountered new forests. You're going to have to guess on that. So with number five, I love this one. By the end of the colonial period, the price of wood eastern cities. So what we have to do is find colonial era uh, or colonial city or colonial period, whatever it may be. But right here, I found colonial era. It says by the end of the colonial era, the price of wood, which I said before is the phrase you're looking for, had risen, past perfect, slightly in Eastern cities, okay? Had risen slightly in Eastern cities. So A, it says rose quickly because wood was becoming so scarce. B says was much higher than it was in Britain. C says was slightly higher than in previous years. D, decreased rapidly because of lower demand for wood so i'll let you guys handle that you let me know what number five is in the comment section so going into the number six i'm gonna be splitting these up and putting them on instagram tv so you guys well not instagram tv uh instagram stories so you guys can choose what the answer is make sure you check that out number six it says what can be inferred about houses okay keyword houses houses where in Britain, okay, during what period? Well, the period written about it in the passage. And it's closely following what I had just said about the colonial era and the price of wood. So in the next paragraph, which is paragraph number three, as you can see, we're looking for houses in Britain, okay? Preferably in the same sentence, and I found it. So if we look here, 
and for all of you listening on the podcast, it says houses and all manner of buildings were made of wood to a degree unknown in Britain. I'll repeat that. Houses and all manner of buildings were made of wood to a degree unknown in Britain. So I'll go back to the question. What can be inferred about houses in Britain during the period written about it in the passage? Hmm. Well, if we look at A, they were more expensive. Does it say that? No. B, they were generally built with imported materials. C, they were typically smaller than homes in America. It's nothing about America. So A and C are dropped. And D, they were usually built from materials other than wood. Now remember, if I go back up here, I'm going to be breaking these down for you, okay? It says, all manners of building were made of wood to a degree unknown in Britain. Wood that is unknown in Britain, okay? To wood to a degree unknown in Britain. So I would love for you guys to, again, check out my Instagram stories, see what you guys think. You'll be able to find the answer on there or YouTube comment, I'll let you know. So let's go into the two easy ones. I like these. Now it says, why does the author mention gunpowder in line 19? So if you go to line 19, gunpowder, okay? It says here, to illustrate the negative aspects, to give an example of a product, to remind readers that the colonial era or to suggest that wood was not only important product, was not the only important product of the colonies, excuse me. So let's go to gunpowder. Let's scroll back up and let's see, 19, it kind of sucks because I'm like, oh God, line 19, where could that be? But I found it right over here. Now, if you look here, guys, for those of you watching on YouTube, it talks about, firstly, the houses. Secondly, wood was used as a fuel for heating. And thirdly, it was used as the source of important industrial compounds, such as, goddamn flies, that's probably why my throat feels so weird, such as potash, an industrial alkali, charcoal, a component of gunpowder, and tannic acid used for tanning leather. So gunpowder is put into a list with other industrial com compounds such as potash, industrial alkali, charcoal, and tannic acid, okay? So if we go back, why did he mention gunpowder as highlighted here on the screen for those of you watching on YouTube? Why, why was it mentioned? To illustrate negative aspects? To give an example of a product made with wood? to remind readers about the colonial era ended in warfare? Of course not. Indeed, to suggest that wood was not the only, well, it was put into a list, right? And with the list, when you, you, when you say such as, you're given an example. And so if you look at B, to give an example of a product made with wood, that is the answer for number seven, B, okay? It doesn't talk about the negative aspects within that sentence either. It's just stating facts. All right. And I'm going to give you guys this one. Coke smelting advantageous. And right down here, here's the first mention of 
coke smelting and why was it advantageous why was it advantageous because it led to technological innovations that's why it was advantageous so if we go to the answers we have to look at something that's very similar to that it led to advances in technology oh my god there it is that's your answer that's an easy one all right but the goal here is to hurry up and identify oh coke smelting advantageous okay go down what happened leading technology but b it says it was less expensive than wood smelting now there's no mention of wood smelting c it produced a strong type of iron than wood smelting not mentioned and d it stimulated the demand for wood did not say that's how you do it so going back to of course i'll let you guys do number 12 as i promised but going back to number one now because you have an idea of the passage okay we talked about this we talked about these and you know specific details that linked up to the main idea now i'm able to readily identify exactly what this passage is about and what does it mainly discuss which is the question which is number one so the advantages of using wood in colonies that's a specific detail b the effects of an abundance of wood on the colonies c the roots of the industrial revolution does it talk about that yeah i know a lot of you are like nah i love it d the difference between charcoal iron and coke iron well charcoal iron and coke iron the only mention of that was when they compared it and said it was stronger than coke iron that's it that's a specific detail. So it can't be D and it can't be A. So you have the roots of the Industrial Revolution. Well, that was completely no. Okay. Well, as a matter of fact, the advantages of using wood <sighs> in colonies, the effects of an abundance of wood on the colonies. Well, B is your answer because if you look at this, an abundance of wood, look at everything that it has given them. You look at that, confer the advantages. Okay, it had the negative aspects. Okay, you could go from there and go back and check out some of those things. But this is what it's about. It focuses on wood and it starts off in that second paragraph. An entire continent, okay, abounded, trees, new forests, end of the colonial era, price of wood had gone up. Okay, manner of buildings, degree, wood, more wood, wood, okay, different components, that's okay. Then they talk about wood again. It's wood, 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 wood. That is the main idea, the main gist of this passage. So for those of you who are interested, why does it say your low battery, do you wanna disconnect my phone? Oh, okay, yeah, my, ba my battery's gonna die on my iPhone, oh my God. But nonetheless, for those of you who are interested, and if you guys have any questions or want coaching, all the links are in the description. We just finished the number one. We're going into IBT. We're going into listening. We're doing a lot of great things. So guys, if you have any questions, make sure to, of course, comment down below, answer the questions that I have given you. And I'll be doing a heck of a lot more videos over the next couple of days. So stay tuned for more. Thank you so much for an easier way to do this. I'm your host as always, over and out.